Welcome to the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7, live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark. Tonight's show is brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing. Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room. And a pleasant good Monday evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Licking County Locker Room. We are live at Ship Brothers Brewing, 23 West Church Street in downtown Newark. Great opportunity for you to come out on this Monday evening before the rain comes and a little bit of the snow. Get yourself some good food, some good beverages, and come out and support and root for the high school that we are featuring tonight, and that would be the Granville Blue Aces, as we will talk hoops for the next hour, both the boys and and girls side as we'll be happy to have a bunch of players and we're going to start with the two coaches and I now coach I'm going to start with coach Powell here coach Chris Powell on the boys side they always say if you're on time you're late and you may have to run some gassers and things of that nature. I don't know. Can you confirm that? Well, I, I knew I grew up in a military family, so if, if you oh. were five minutes early, you're on time. If uh-huh. you were on time, you're late. So Coach Moore just uh, rolling in here. And I will say he was getting some extra shots up at the high school before he left, so he was putting in some work before uh, heading over to, to meet with us today here. So Are we going to use that as the excuse? He, he can confirm. I was in there on the shooting gun getting some shots up. Okay, fair enough. So Coach Chris Powell and Coach Tate Moore, thank you uh, for starting and joining with us tonight. couple games left to go in the regular season. Coach Powell, we'll start with you in, in your fourth year. Uh, it's kind of been a roller coaster this year. A couple wins, a couple losses, just coming off a five-game win streak with a, a tough three-game spell right here. But give us a synopsis of where you think this team is as you get ready for postseason play. Yeah, we were just talking about that a little bit um, as a group and as a coaching staff. We, we've kind of had that, that roller coaster. A um, couple wins, a couple losses back and forth throughout the whole season. We had a nice stretch the second part of January, which was really good for us. Um, but I think we're definitely farther along now than what we were at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, we've played some really tough teams, too. You're looking at, um, you know, going over to Valley on Friday night, big rivalry game. Northridge is having a great season. Um, you know, Upper Arlington's always a really tough team to play. So um, the schedule's not been easy. But I think we're, we're weathering the storm with that. We're, we're continuing to stay positive. Uh, we had a tournament draw yesterday, which we, we feel really good about. So, um, and that's why you play these challenging games, to, to get yourself prepared for the postseason. Well, and I don't care if you're... You know, your record's 14 and 6 or 6 and 14. Granville's going to get everybody's best shot every time. I mean, that's just how it is. And Valley couldn't have played much better for that stretch they had on Friday night. I mean, they just weren't missing. And But your guys didn't quit, made it a ball game, and really fought to the end. Yeah, that's that's kind of been our MO. We're, we're a really competitive, really scrappy group. Really proud of how our guys, um, you know, we always talk about give ourselves a chance, and, and they do that every single night. So, yeah, they... Shot it really well, and their, their home crowd, they had a Hall of Fame night going on, and, and they were fired up. So, um, yeah, that G, when that G walks in the gym, everybody gets a little bit more excited, and we definitely get everybody's best shot. There's there's no bad shooters, there's no bad basketball <laughs> players when they play Granville. All right, Coach Moore, let's go to the girls' side where the expectations were very high coming in, and they have not let down. You've had a, a great season, just one loss to, to Newark Catholic, and since that loss, I think your closest margin of victory has been 17 points. So it wasn't like a wake-up call against the Green Wave, but 
your team has been extremely focused ever since that ball game. Yeah, I thought we started the season very well. Um, played some tough league games in the beginning. I think we played really well. And uh, I will say, I think we, we went into Newark Catholic and we didn't play very well. And that's all the credit to Coach Smith and Newark Catholic. They're a really good team. But yeah, He's uh, a friend. I can't give him too much credit. Okay. But I appreciate you doing it. Well, he does a really good job. And, and it was they, they gave us their very best that yeah. night. Um, so, so no excuses. They kicked our butts. But uh, since that moment, I think our, our team has gotten better because of it. And, and we don't want that to happen again. And our uh, our seniors are making sure that's staying the same. Well, that was going to be my second question. You probably didn't have it to say a lot because this is a veteran group and they know what they need to do. And it seems like, Coach, we got this and we're going to move forward. Is that kind of what happened? Yeah, this is my eighth year in coaching, and we've we've had really good teams and we've had really good leaders. But I've I've never had a senior class like these five. Um, these five have been with me all four years, and, and and you always hear about it and you always hear other coaches say, "This is my first time experiencing." We could have a player run practice. The way Harper Annarino leads this team is she's an additional coach on the floor, um, and, and they, they understand what we expect, and they hold each other accountable. So it's, it's really fun to see. You've captured the OCC Buckeye once again, so you've got two games left. I believe it's uh, Westerville Central coming up, and then a uh, kind of an out-of-pocket area where you're taking on Norton to end the regular season. With the lead title basically in hand and with the top seed in the tournament, what do you focus on these next couple of games to get ready for the postseason next week? Yeah, Goal number one is always going to be to win the lead title, and we're fortunate enough to do that a little earlier this year. Um, but what we try to do moving into the tournament is we try and always end with a really tough game. Um, we got knocked out of the regional our first year here by Norton. Um, and ever since then, we've kind of, we've ran it back every year. We did a rematch and then another rematch and now we're doing our third rematch. So I think both of us use it as a way. We both hope to be playing in the regional each year. Um, and, and we, we want to play a regional team, you know, not where it doesn't matter but where you get a tournament tune-up leading into that tournament. So we're really excited to go to Norton um, on Saturday and play a really good team and uh, try and make sure we uh, have everything clicking going into the tournament. Coach Powell and I were talking before you got here. You're both in your fourth year, and I'll ask both you guys this question. We'll start with Coach Moore first. Just your overall assessment of... Is this where you thought you would be in year four in Granville? You'd come from Wyndham and uh, and then Watkins Memorial. So you, you came to this program that was pretty well firmly established. Do you like where everything is at this point? Yeah, I think coming in in year one, the, the big thing was, and they were very talented and they were very well coached and they had good, good LCL years in a row. They hadn't won a district title in about 30 years. And so our goal was we're trying to win that district title. And we did everything that we could to win the district title. And we, we did. We've won three in a row. Um, this year... You know, we met as seniors and with coaches, and, and our goal is to make the state final four. So whether that meant, you know, we've had years where we've chosen the path to win a district title at that tournament draw. Now we are totally focused on if we have to play a tougher game here or a tougher game there, we're trying to get to the state final four. So um, I'm happy with what we've done in four years. But uh, and, and if we win a district title and we go to a regional this year, that'll be another great year. But I think all, everyone's on page that we're uh, trying to get to the state final four. And Coach Powell, for you in, in year four. Yeah, we're just trying to keep up with Coach Moore and the girls. <laughs> um, you know, they've really set the standard for what a great program is. Um, you know, talking about the youth program and, and the middle school connections and all the things that that these guys do and how hard they play and how hard they compete. So um, that's a 
it's a difficult task, but um, our guys are, are up to that challenge. But no, I, I think we're in a good spot. You know, we've continued to, to, to improve year in and year out. Um, you know, same kind of process that, that we've talked about where getting back to a district. We haven't won a district uh, championship since 1985, so that's been a conversation we've had. Um, you know, the first year we had to travel and go on the road in the tournament, and the next year we got to host. And then last year we got to host, plus we won two. So, you know, we're going to host uh, two tournament games this year, and, and our goal is to get back to that district final. So, like, much what Coach Moore was talking about, building that process and, you know, kind of evaluating where you're at on day one and, and um, you know, getting the, the, the whole program to buy into the big picture future where you've got, you know, seniors who are really worried about this one year. Um, you know, we've talked about them leaving a legacy to help the guys behind them so they can continue to build on where they've been from. So, yeah, we're, we're in a really good spot. We're going to continue to, to work and get better and improve and um, hopefully catch the girls here shortly. One of the questions I also like to ask the coaches is, th- th- these things are intertwined, but I think there is a difference, too, between coaching and developing. Because Granville, there is a, a line of success and people want to see victories, but you're still coaching 15, 16, 17, 18-year-olds to learn the game of basketball. So how do you how do you balance that in? Because wins and losses are important, there's no doubt about it, but you're still teaching the game as well. So is there a balance you have to do, whoever wants to take that first? They'll go. Um, I don't think it's a secret. I think that uh, the girls' basketball program is in a very healthy spot, and it was before I got here as well. And, and we're blessed to have really, really good athletes that have gotten really, really good training from really, really successful parents, and, and we're in a good spot. Um, and Coach Powell has been very complimentary of us. And, and just watching his practices, you see how hard his team plays and how hard. You know, he doesn't ever have the biggest people in the gym. He never has the strongest people in the gym. I think he does a really, really good job of coaching the game of basketball like you're talking about there. Um, and, and we try to do the same. We, we have times where we have some of the best players on the court, and we have girls that have been playing and, you know, training, playing AAU since they were kids, and not every school has that. Um, so, so I would say that we're trying to, to, to evolve and go to that next step, and Coach Powell does a really good job just watching that firsthand. Yeah, I was real fortunate to have um, started my coaching path with Tony Stive at Gehanna Lincoln and, and learned a lot about the game and how to coach the game and um, and really how to teach the game. And, and that was something that had stuck out early on in my um, coaching career was, you know, the, the game of basketball being over-coached and under-taught. Mm-hmm. And, and we've tried to run our program, you know, like a collegiate program and, and how we go about practice planning and, and expectations and, and all of those things. And the guys have really embraced that and, and responded to it. Um, so it's just a, it's a fun group to be around. It's a fun group to coach because um, there is a, a lot of interconnectedness. There's a lot of chemistry. Um, there's a lot of love for each other. And, and I would say even between the two programs, you know, uh, Coach and I, we, we joke around and, and whatnot. But I think that the success of his program has really helped our guys stay hungry and stay motivated and give them something to you know chase and strive for. You're both much younger than me, but everybody is at this point. The game has evolved so much, and feel free to disagree with me on this. I think on the girls' side, we still see more of the team aspect, and I'm not saying at the high school level, more of what the kids watch, collegiate and professional, and it maybe is a little more individual on the on the boys' side. Um, it, it drives me crazy with 40 seconds to go, how we set up at the top for isolation, and half the times it's a 30-footer that has no chance of going in. That's my soapbox. I'm done with that. But do you have to sometimes adjust or or work with what they're seeing 
on videos and in live games to incorporate what you want to do? Or is this group, as you've alluded to, they're pretty much listening to what, what you guys need us to do, we'll do. In my opinion, one, people always ask, what's the biggest difference between the, the men's and the women's game, the girls' and the boys' high school game? And I think kind of what you're alluding to there is girls will do exactly what you tell them to, to a T. And you got to tell when you get the ball, do this, and then they'll go do it, and they'll listen to every single word you say, and they're really good at it. I think boys do play with more creativity and more freedom at time, um, so that that's on you know Coach Powell has to has to you know coach them up and and and, and uh, figure out a way to get the best of them in that situation. But our credit to our girls, it's honestly all on the the coaches for us to play well because there's not a girl in our program that wouldn't do what we ask them to do. If we want them to do this play and pass this ball and make it, the, then they're going to do it. Um, so you watch some of the boys' games sometimes, and I'm not even talking about Granville. I'm talking about going to watch some of the other basketball teams. There's some more iso ball at times, and there's some more one-on-one type of situations. Um, that's the difference I see in the boys' and girls' game. And I'm not saying they're not buying in. Don't get me wrong. It's just what you see you sometimes emulate. Uh, I mean, back when I was hitting on the chain nets, it was, you know, you weren't shooting threes. You were shooting the, the mid-range jumpers and things like that. Now it's it's definitely a part of the program, so I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, I would say that um, the the real uniqueness about our community and our basketball program is that's not a conversation that we really have. Like our our guys are really connected. They understand um, their strengths, their weaknesses, their roles. They they really care about each other. And kind of our message has been like when we play teams, we're usually picking a person we're going to face guard. We're, we're picking a person we got to shut down. Like we really have to take care of this one guy. And and for us, it's you know we have a guy like Jace who can go for twenty, or Carson who can go for twenty, or Alex who can go for twenty, or Jacob Culver who stepped up on Friday night and hit six threes. So you know we're in a spot where these guys all know that everybody can step up and contribute, everybody can make plays, and and we really take that as um, a badge of honor to where we're not a team that you can just face guard and and take one guy out of the equation and then Granville's been shut down. Um, so we're we're kind of unique in that regard compared to some other teams. But um, I think that that really just goes back to uh, the great kids that we have and the development they've had, the upbringing. And, um, you know, we've got tremendous parents who are sitting here with us, too. And, and, and I'd be remiss to not talk about how hard that they've worked to, to bring up fine young men that can come out and play basketball and will do some phenomenal things once their basketball careers are over with. No question. So... Can we look ahead to first-round matchups, or since we both have regular season matchups, we're not allowed to do that because you both get to host. Uh, I'm sure there's some scouting going on at this point, which I love that fact about getting this, the draw. You, you can still focus on what you need to in the regular season, but now you can look ahead to your opponent. So we'll start with you first, Coach, since you were a little antsy about looking ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, you know you're not doing your job if you're not at least looking a little bit ahead. You know, today we had practice, and for the you know two hours plus that we were in there, it was all about Watkins, and, and that's all we talked about. Tomorrow's our senior night, so sure. full attention there. But um, last night we actually did the tournament draw together. I brought all the guys into the high school, and, and we did it live, and I got feedback from them, and we talked about it. And one of the things that I told them is one of the cool parts about this time of year is as soon as the draw happens, my huddle email is already dinging. It's film exchange, film exchange, film exchange. So coaches are already exchanging film and we're talking about matchups and we're texting back and forth and there's emails uh, because you know my biggest fear as a coach is that our guys go into a game not prepared Mm -hmm. Um, so I have promised them that you know every single game that they're going to go into they're going to be 100% prepared for whoever we're playing so um, it's definitely part of our job to to do that and and the guys are excited about the tournament so it's you know would be foolish to say that they're not thinking about it they're not watching huddle they're not talking about our upcoming opponents Um, but whenever you know we have to focus in on 
you know, like today at practice on Watkins, you know, we got to, you know, put our mind there and then we can talk about, you know, the next step after that. So Because is it important to have momentum going into postseason? Oh, 100%. We, and we've talked about that, you know, it's no secret right now. We've got a little bit of a slide going on with having played good teams, but a big focus for us this week is getting these two league games to finish the year on a good note there, getting senior night taken care of to, to have that energy. But we want to have two wins going into the tournament because, uh, like we said, we get to host the first two games. Um, but if we don't take advantage of that and, and if we don't have that momentum going in, uh, you know, that home court advantage, which kind of gets neutralized. And I guess now that you bring up Norton and this rivalry, we'll call it that, does your postseason start with that final regular season game? I mean, you're not out of it, but he gives you a great look moving ahead. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Norton's a great team with a really, really good coach, um, and they won the big one against us in the regional first year, and we've won the last two. It's a great friendly rivalry, I would say, but, yeah, that that definitely, we treat that like a district final type game. Um, looking ahead to the tournament, though, we were, I think we've been fortunate the past couple of years to have some pretty good regular seasons, and then we get some respect at the tournament draw. Um, so, obviously, anything can happen, but our first two tournament games, which we would host, um, would be against you know the the lowest seed Marion Franklin and then we would uh, play Lyndon McKinley next. So so while anything can happen there, it does give us um, the ability to rely on our assistant coaches to kind of work ahead but not look ahead if that makes sense. Um, Kellen Thomas and Maggie Rose do such a good job for us and and after that tournament draw comes out, they get assignments of of hey here's a team we could see in the in the district or here's a team we could see in the regional. And I know that Kellen and Maggie have both been. Um, Pretty deep in film of, of teams we could see starting in the district semi all the way through the regional final. Um, it looks like uh, so, so our third game could be the winner of London and East, which, we, which we're not going to give too much out about. But uh, Centennial on the other side of our district just played close in the first half with Afro Century yeah, on for Saturday, the right, yeah. which, which is impressive. Um, they've got a really, really good freshman. And, I and again, not to look ahead, but to work ahead at Kellen's already, you know, uh, familiar with the teams that could be in Mansfield. So we're, we're really excited. We really like the tournament, and we're excited about it. All right. I, I could talk all night to both of you, and I'll, I'll just do one more question, then I'll let you go, and we'll bring on, on the players. I think tempo and how you adjust is so crucial in the postseason because you are going to see you're so used to who you see in the LCL. Everybody kind of knows each other, knows their strengths, knows their weaknesses. So in these first-round matchups, which both are against City League teams, which athletic maybe sometimes don't shoot the ball too well, but can disrupt, I think, what you're trying to do. So in a way, again, you want to win, don't get me wrong, but these, I think, are opportunities to learn as you as you advance in it because they want to just frustrate you more than anything else is that am i close on that yeah i think to to build off your question tempo and, and what could happen in the tournament um We've we've had we've had some good good regular seasons, but our season has ended the same way each of the first three years. We lost 39-36 in a regional. We lost 33 to 36 in a regional, and then we scored 25 points to to an undefeated Fairland team last year. So, I think that's one thing I've learned as a coach over the last couple of years is. Yeah, it's it's if you have the ability, it is fun to win big. It is fun to get everyone some some shots and stuff like that. Um, but when your season ends the same way three years in a row, you need to find a way to play in that type of game before you're in that type of game. Um, so, so and that that's feedback that I've gotten from the girls is hey we we need to be able to practice end of game situations. If our season ends in a low scoring game three years in a row, we got to find ourselves an opponent that's going to slow us down and, and play us like that. Um, so, so, so maybe Norton will be that team on on Saturday. 
And coach, again, you've you've got some experience on this team. So if they see that, are they able to adapt and, and do what they need to do to either play with it or try to adapt to it? Yeah, no, I mean that's why we schedule the games we do. I, I think that the Central District Division Two in particular is one of the hardest districts in the state of Ohio. With um, you know Bishop Hartleys and Bishop Reedies, and, and you look at um, the City League, um, which a majority of those teams are Division Two, and you get some really good teams. Eastmore last year was a 15 seed, and they upset it. Uh, Hartley in the second round, yeah. the five seed. So we're, we're not going to overlook them or take them lightly, but it's a reason why we scheduled Marion Franklin and, and Briggs and, and getting some experience playing, um, you know, the city teams. And we scheduled Hartley to have experience with the CCL teams. And our whole goal with our regular season is we want to play as many teams that are either going to help us win an LCL title or help us advance in the tournament so that we have that experience. The guys have seen those, those plays. Um, they've seen, you know, how each of these different teams are going to maybe pressure us or, or, how we can execute our offense or what defenses we need to use. Um, that way, when they get into the tournament time, it's really about um, going out and, and playing and not overthinking things. Guys, appreciate your time tonight. Congratulations on great season so far, and let's make a run in the postseason. Thank you so much Thanks. for having appreciate us. appreciate it. You're listening to the Licking County Locker Room, live from Ship Brothers Brewing, here on Kate 98.7. We're back. Talking high school sports with the Licking County Locker Room. Live at Ship Brothers Brewing in downtown Newark on Cape 98.7. Brian Mays back with you here on the Licking County Locker Room. Live from Ship Brothers Brewing. We'll talk Granville girls basketball right now with three outstanding seniors that have led the Blue Aces to the top seed in the Division II Central District as well as the OCC Buckeye Championship. Harper Anarino, Taylor Warheim, and Aaliyah Moore. Ladies, thank you for joining us. So coming into the season, a lot of people thought this was going to be a very good year, a very good opportunity to win the league and make a run in the postseason. It's sometimes hard to meet the expectations, but you guys have done it. So what's been the key to the success in the regular season? Um, I would say that each player knows their role, and they just do it to the best of, the, to the best of their ability. And we just play as a team. We make the open pass. We do the one more. Um, we have our designated rebounders, our designated shooters. Um, we have multiple threats on the team, too. And not just one person can't just do one thing. we got multiple people who can do multiple things, and I think that helps us out a lot. Taylor? I think our team chemistry has gotten a lot better and has improved over the years, and that's really helped because we all understand each other and know how to pick people up when they're down, and I think that's really helped with our success. And a lot of people like doubted us at the beginning of this year and last year because we lost a lot of people, but I think that just gave us a chip on our shoulder and made us work harder. When you talked about team chemistry, Another thing is, as seniors, you have to be the leaders and make sure sometimes the sophomores and juniors understand why this play is important, this drill is important, things of that nature. So how do you keep the positivity while also showing the importance of what needs to be done during practices getting ready for a game? Um, I would say lead by example. Um, like during a drill, if the seniors or captains aren't going as hard as they can, then everyone else will think that they can just fall down to like, not going as hard as they can and I would also say that um, it's important for the older girls to take the younger girls under their wing and just teach them like how like this program is ran and just like the expectations that we have for each other. I think holding the younger players accountable for like 
keeping the tempo during drills and running as hard as you can when we're doing sprints or suicides or whatever, I think that's really important because it shows them that we take this seriously, and if they don't take it seriously, then they're going to fall behind. Yeah, and we've come so close together with like the freshmen, the underclassmen, that because we're such of a family, even with, if we like yell at them at practice, push them harder, they take that advice and work even harder at practice and games. So you guys, since the Newark Catholic game, have been on a terror. The closest game has been 17 points. So that was a tough contest. I know Coach says we didn't play as well as we could have, but it didn't seem to detour what you guys wanted to. And as he admitted, they knew what they had to do, and you guys have just adjusted and, and just kept rolling. So it would be great to be undefeated, but it doesn't seem like that game really impacted what you guys wanted to do. Is that true? No, that is true. Um, I think if anything at the least it gave us more motivation and we're like and we realized that if we do play like that during the tournament uh time then that could be our final game and i don't think anyone wants that to like no one wants that to happen and so from there on out we've just been trying to play as hard as we can and just keep the momentum going I think Coach Moore made it a really clear point that we don't want to feel the way we did after that Newark Catholic game ever again. And I think us as seniors have held our team accountable. Like, we're not going to lose this game. And we pulled through and worked together. And I think that Coach Moore has done a really good job of being the like center point of pulling us all together. Yeah, and even though it's part of the game of losing, we took that as a challenge and realized that 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 shouldn't happen again and we need to change our way of playing what is it like though when you have to take everybody's best shot i mean everybody is gunning and it mates their season if they knock you off do you do you relish that challenge no yeah we love it we um we just soak it in and know that since we're granville we we've had uh an elite program for many years that every single team is going to give us their best shot and that just makes us want to play even harder to just hold our standards again. Yeah, I think that it's helped us because other teams giving us their best shot means we have to play to our best ability every night, and like there's no slacking off when you're playing with us. Yeah, and even if we're playing like a bad team, it's a big game because we're there, not not because of them, and that just gives us more motivation to play even harder and prove ourselves. And the support you guys get from the community and the families here, it's its great to see that here. But, but what's that like? I mean, be it home games or on the road games, knowing you've got a bunch of Granville behind you. No, yeah, the community of Granville is fantastic. Um, everyone supports everyone. And every single game we got fans coming from miles away at some, at some games just to see us play. And it just makes us feel like we're important in that. This, it's just like also like the tradition of the program, mm-hmm. and Coach Moore has done a phenomenal job of building it up. I think one of my favorite nights of the year is Youth Night, just because of how many like little kids come and support us and look up to us, and I think it's a really cool experience. And we have the best ball girls in the world, <laughs> and they travel on school nights, on game nights, to go wherever, whenever, and I think it's really special. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Layton and her mom. They make it to every single game. And Molly Mueller goes to the best of her ability. She does everything for us and makes the season, like, awesome. That's awesome. That's good stuff. What got you into basketball? What do you, all three of you, individually like about the game? Um, I just like that's a team sport and that um, 
it's almost like you have built-in like best friends because you're with them for almost 12 months out of the year, yeah. including summer ball and through the season. Um, yeah, I just like the family atmosphere and the chance to, to compete. I like competing, so whenever I get a chance to compete, I'll always go up for it. Uh, to be honest, my mom put me in it when I was really young, <laughs> and I just haven't quit because I love it, and it keeps me in shape, and it's really fun to compete, and I think being a part of something that's bigger than just yourself is what keeps it entertaining. So did you go into it just mom, as you said, threw yeah. you into it, so was there a part even younger where you said, hey, I, I like playing this because of... Yeah. Well, I ha- I was in like five sports at one time, and I dropped a few of them, and I kept basketball just because I really love playing with like my best friends, and it was really fun to compete. Yeah, and I also really like the competitive side of it. I've always been like a com- competitive girl ever since I was little because I have like an older brother, and we always like went at it every day. And like Taylor, I used to play like I tried like five or six sports before basketball. But in the fourth grade, basketball is the one that stuck. The women's game, I don't care what level we're talking about, high school, collegiate, pro, what have you, really has become a full-court game. I would say 15 years ago, or a couple of you were probably even just little toddlers, the three-point shot was non-existent. Nobody took a three-point shot. Now it's it's part of the plays that you run. So do you feel, even though you're all still very young, that the game is flowing and, and that's... You know, it really does, it's become more of a wide court, full court type of game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say definitely at the collegiate level. I know you like the three, so let's, you know, <laughs> I, I know you like shooting the three. Yeah, um, I would just say that definitely at the collegiate level, Caitlin Clark has made women's basketball a major part of the sports industry now. And I feel like that's reflected on high school sports also because there's so many young girls that are looking up to her yeah. um, and just being who she, who, is, who she is. And I would say that three-point uh, line, um, I mean, Caitlin takes incredible threes. And so that just makes everyone else um, believe that they can also do it, and it's helping them. I know at the high school level, we run plays, like, specifically just to get threes for Aaliyah. (laughs) And it's, I don't know, it's just really cool. And I think it's become more important over the years just as time has progressed, just because of, like, the collegiate level. And I wasn't going to let you off the hook. I, (laughs) I know she likes the three, too. And I was going to add to it, when you're feeling it, I mean, what is that feeling like? I mean, the heat check has to be something pretty special. I mean, when I'm feeling it, I'm just letting it fly. And I feel like the game game would be, like, born without the three-point line. Just, I don't know. I feel like it would be born. Is it a – it's a weapon. There's no question about it. And can it – I really think two or three threes that happen, boom, 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 really can demoralize a team. I think it's really lethal if you have someone on your team who can do that. It's really hard to stop them. And then let's say you were to, like, face guard them, you have other people on your team to, like, drive and get two-point shots really easy. And also piggybacking on that, um, we have some really great guards on our team who know who our shooters are, and they 
just once again do it to the best of the best of the ability to get downhill and find the shooters in order to make the big plays. This is probably a question I should have asked Coach, but you, you guys will be able to answer it just fine, and you won't be in trouble for for a, answering it either. But sometimes when you get into postseason play, the whistles get a little bit tighter, and the game gets called a little bit closer. How are you able to adapt and adjust? And even I would say for the youngsters that have to play that might get frustrated about it, how can you tell them to adjust how the game is being called? Um, no, yeah, I would just say that, once again, senior leadership um, – Whatever you do, it'll reflect down on your team, and just it'll just um, reflect how they act. Uh, since the games will most likely be called t- tighter, it's just important that we play clean and just continue to stick together through adversity. I mean, if you're doing something wrong, the refs are calling it for a reason, so just stop doing something <laughs> wrong. That's how I've learned how wow, to do it. Wow, they like you. That was well done. Well done. I mean, you can't really convince them to change their call, and they're not going to, especially if you as a young player are yelling at them as an older ref. And I don't know, I hold my teammates accountable by, like, pulling them away, calming them down if they're talking back to the ref just because you just got to respect the game. Yeah, and after every, like, foul call or something, we usually huddle together and, like, say a little, like, something to get keep everyone together, even if we're, like, something's not going our way. So that just keeps us together. A couple games left to go in the regular season. Uh, A big one with Norton to end, which is a good preview for the tournament. You guys have high aspirations, and you want to be in Dayton at the end of the year. So how do you temper that as a senior because there's pressure, but you also want to have fun because this is is the last go-around. Can you do both? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so how I've always seen basketball is that off the court, behind the out-of-balance lines, you're all friends and family and all like that. But as you do stuff on that court, it's all business. Yeah. And um, just each game, you gotta play. Just you gotta play like it's your last in tournament season because it could honestly be. So I would just say just. Um, being positive, being positive always helps with having fun, and um, just picking each other up, each other up each after each play. Yeah, like I said before, our team chemistry is just really good this year, and I think we all understand how far we can get if we stay together as a team. I think giving 110% effort, whether that be practice, games, is going to help us get to that goal. Yeah, leaving it all out on the court every game because, like Harper said, it could be our last. And, like, our past four years have flown by, and we only have, like, five, six games left, depending on how far we go. And we don't want to be looking back 20 years from now and be like, oh, we could have done this better or something else. So as long as you give the 110%, you you feel good about what you've done, win, lose, what have you, as long as you think you've given the effort. Yeah. I think that's a great analogy because a bad break, a wild shot, you never know. I mean, tournament time, it's always something crazy. But if if you've done what you can do, I think that's a great analogy to keep up. Girls, congratulations on a great season so far. Congratulations. It's very hard to win a league championship, and you've done that. So sky's the limit. We wish you the best in the postseason. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk some Granville Boys Hoop next as you're listening to the Licking County Locker Room from Ship Brothers Brewing here on Kate 98.7. Coaches, players, and more. It's the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark here on Kate 98.7. 
These guys have pressure. There's a crowd watching them, listening to every word they're going to say. So we'll see how well these three guys do. We welcome in the seniors, Colt Shaw, Jay Specker, and Alice Engel joining us here from the Granville Basketball Program. Guys, first of all, thanks for stopping in on a Monday night. Uh, let's talk about the season so far. As, as we talk to Coach, it's kind of been a roller coaster, a little bit up and down. But overall, with a couple games left to go in the regular season, what are you feeling about this ball club? Oh, I'll start us off. Um, first, and for, first and foremost, thank you for having us on. We really appreciate it. And like you said, the season has kind of been a roller coaster, but we're hoping to hit our stride these next two games. Obviously, we play Watkins tomorrow night and then Zaysville following. Um, kind of hit our stride moving forward, going to the playoffs, and get a lot of momentum. You know, The playoffs this year are something we're really looking forward to. We've been really happy with our drawing, and we just are looking for the best. Yeah, you know, after uh, losing three games now, you know, walk-ins tomorrow, senior night, it's a huge, huge game for us. So we're just ready to go 1-0 and tomorrow. That's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, ups and downs has, like, kind of been something we've been dealing with the past two, three years. So just handling it different and trying to, like, see what scenarios, like, we can put ourselves in and can handle. We've been through a lot, and that's kind of part of it, and that's, like, part of the fun, and tomorrow's a big game for us, and big opportunity so yeah but even though there's has been a three-game losing streak you did have a five-game win streak going into that and you beat a very good looking heights team i mean i don't know that you've had one slouch on this schedule to be quite honest with you and as you three all know the lcl is one of the toughest conferences around yeah the lcl this year uh it's definitely up and it's one of those years where you're the lcl is up and the district's more down you don't see very often. So that's why this year, uh, especially our senior year, we're definitely looking to make a run in the district. Um, you know, we have a tough schedule. LCL teams, I mean, every team, it's no uh, surprise. L- every single team wants to be a, beat us. Yep. You know, Grandma, we got to target on us back. So, uh, you know, every single night we got to come hard and play, especially tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we've scheduled a tough, we've had a tough schedule to prepare us for a position where we're able to have success in the postseason because that's something that historically in the past decade or so uh, Granville has not had. So for us to go out here and kind of change the culture like we want to, it it would just mean everything to these guys. And the Licking County League, I'll, I'll give them credit, like every other team on any given night can go out and beat us. And we have to... And vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. Yeah. And we have to play with a level of confidence. And I think having that five-game win streak, like you mentioned, you know, it got a lot of guys' experience, and it put us in a great mindset. And, you know, it's been it's been really great to see, although we've had a, a, a little bit of a slump, a little bit of a losing streak these past three games, I haven't seen any guys on the team be negative or point fingers. Because I think it's really easy when you're down to... Blame, oh, that so-and-so's not passing the ball. I'm not getting enough play calls for me. I haven't seen any of that. And to have the mental aspect figured out, it makes it really easy to figure out the rest of it when the time comes and you need to win. Yeah, just talking about win streaks and loss streaks and just preparing ourselves for the tournament, uh, we have a good mix of teams. Like, we play some city teams and we play, like, our LCL teams and then more of, like, uh like it's a hard schedule for sure like and even the LCL this year it's a like really up and it's 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 a good we scheduled a good a bunch of good teams and we have a good schedule this year and we did last year like we're going to win some we're going to lose some and any like any night any team wants to beat us and we've kind of put up like we had success last year in the tournament so teams do want to beat us and are scared to play us and 
they look forward to beating us like we saw Valley Friday night and that's kind of just part of it like we have to come out every night and prepare for the best and prepare for the worst and not put ourselves in situations like we have the past couple games and kind of just learn from it. Well, and Coach and I talked about it. I don't know that Valley could have played any better when they were on that run. But you guys fought back and really made it a game when a lot of other teams would have wilted. So you talked about, you know, not the pointing fingers and things of that nature as seniors. And, you know, here's the final drive here with, with two games to go before the postseason. Um, it's your legacy of what you want to leave, the sophomores and juniors. So how do you keep them positive? How do you keep them understanding what's needed to work in a drill, in a practice, whatever the case may be? Yeah, you know, um, after starting varsity for three years now, you, you pick up on things and get experience. So, um, you know, I wish I wish when I was a sophomore I had someone, a senior, able to tell me to keep my head up or do this or that. So, um, you know, I look at the sophomores and I see myself in them. And, um, you know, for me, it's, it's easy for me to get negative. And I really, you know, shout out to Coach Powell. He really tries to get uh, our heads straight in games. And, you know, it's easy to get mad. So um, I always try to have a positive mindset because, like, the Valley and Northridge, if, you know, we're yelling at each other, we're down 20 points, zero chance. Correct. We're, we're never going to win those games, never come back. So, um, you know, you just you just think, let's go on a run. You know, let's go win this game. So. Yeah, and I think after, you know, playing and starting games for three years myself, you know, I strive to be someone who is a leader. Um, and when I see sophomores and juniors in the program that are having success, I try to be there for them. I mean, we have two great sophomores in Kane Strasser, who's right here smirking at me, and then Jacob Culver. <laughs> you know, Jacob's the only reason we honestly were in the game pretty much on Friday. I think he hit six threes in one half. He was I a little mean, hot. He was well, a little hot. That's one tying away. That's one away from tying our record. You know, so when I see those guys and I see the potential that they have, you know, more than more than me at their age. You know, I, I'm very excited to see where the program goes in these next couple of years. But I just, for the time being, want to be there for them if they need me and uh you know do everything i can to you know after maybe i'm done playing on the court help them for when it's their time and their number gets called yeah and like one of the biggest things we've kind of had to deal with is like a mix between seriousness and like having fun and like messing with our teammates and stuff like that so i don't see that from you three at all right Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> no, and that's that's just kind of something we've had to deal with, and that's part of some of our problems, and that's so, part of like some of our successes is like we can be really serious sometimes, and we could go into games like last year, like against Briggs, we dropped one our final game of the regular season, and it's just like games like we have to be mentally prepared every single game we go into, and just trying to teach them that they've done great things for us and. And it is like like we are the role models that we have to like set for them and stuff like that. So um, it's always it's it's kind of a lot of pressure just because like I feel like sometimes like they're looking up to us a lot and they see us do some things and they want to do it too. But like they've been great for us and I'm I'm super happy to see where we end up next year or even in like five six years just how how things end up because they're getting a lot of time and they're doing a lot of great things for us and. Uh, yeah, they help us out a lot. Well, and you, but you bring up a good point, and you guys all being seniors, you want it to be a fun ride, but you want to have that 
that legacy aspect of it. Because if you're in dis- district final, I mean, that's cherry on top right there if you're able to do yeah. it. So is there a way, because let's just be honest, the, the games are dwindling no matter where you finish. So how do you mix enjoying it, having fun with wanting to finish the best that you can? Yeah, I think you do play the game to have fun ultimately. You know, that's why everybody plays. Maybe some just to, you know, joke around with their friends and others to win because they have that competitive drive. But I think everybody on our team, one through eight, you know, is dedicated to win. They all have that that determination to get the job done. And that's that's not a, a something you see on a lot of teams, you know. You'll, you'll, you'll see guys who, you know, play the game for the wrong reason or prioritize it. I, I wouldn't say the wrong reason, but, you know, or just out there to – to get out the house and stay active. But yeah. we, we truly have a group of guys who want to win and leave their mark on the program. And I think that's something that, you know, it lasts long after you leave your high school. I mean, I still look up. We have a list of all the championships and such. Last time we won a district was 85. I mean, that's when my dad went to Grantville. So, like, if, if Did I Did he rub that in? I mean, maybe a little bit. He didn't play. He was a quarterback. Oh, he, didn't okay, play. Okay. he didn't play all basketball. Right. But, um you know, I still hear him talk about his days in high school. So if we were to do that, uh, it would just mean everything to us because we're a group of guys who've had a lot of experience. And we were a class during middle school. We were we only lost one game in the span of two years. So if we were able to wrap it up and put a cherry on top of it, I think it would be everything. Well, you'd win the dinner table conversation. <laughs> yeah. What about you two? Yeah, so um, with your last, you know, as a senior, with your last games coming up, it, it really starts to hit you like, wow, I only got so much time left, so much time with these guys. Um, you know, I, yeah, we, I mean, eight varsity guys, we all take practice pretty seriously. Um, it's really the JV guys that get us smiling and joking around out there. Uh, you know, shout out to those guys. Those guys make it a fun time. But um, especially like, you know, today, right before our game, and game time, you know, we're locked in, you know, barely any joking around. We're serious. And especially, like, game day, like, we ride away games. Like, no one's really talking on the bus much. Um, you know, for me, like, against Heights, that's one of the most fun moments I've had in the whole season. So I really think that winning is the fun part of basketball yep. for me, yep. personally. Yeah, I think and one of the, like, most fun things about basketball is just being able to compete like even every day in practice when we are going against the JV guys like they do joke around and stuff like that but it's competitive like we know they want to beat us and we want to beat them and that's part of it and and even going into a game like um like it's really competitive and that's part of the fun and you look forward to that all day and then you warm up and it's just like part of the process and that's like my why I have so much fun playing basketball is just how competitive it is and yeah. So Watkins and Zanesville to round it up. As you mentioned, senior night coming up, which is just a huge aspect of it. But the Warriors are a very good basketball team too. And then uh, on the road at Zanesville, um, they just gave Newark a tussle. They'll they'll be ready. It'll be their senior night as well. So individually and team, what are you looking for? Besides wins, obviously, but what are you looking for from yourself and from the team to get ready for the postseason in a couple I'm weeks? I'm just looking forward to every moment I get to spend with my brothers. Like, I moved here in eighth grade, and every the past four or five years I've spent with them, it's it's really been worth it. And even even again, like kind of just what Colt said, like every single game, every single practice, it kind of starts to like have an effect on you because you're like, oh well. It could be over, especially when the tournament comes around. Like, it could be over, like, in any moment. Like, and 
you just don't really want to think about it, but you kind of have to like, like think about it as in, like it's a good thing. Like we get to spend so much time together, even like here right now. Like this is something like I'll remember forever and stuff like that. So it's definitely just a blessing to just spend like the last couple practices or the last couple games just with with my brothers, yeah. honestly. And I think for us, you know. As a team, we have a few things that we need to uh, fix, and I think as soon as we get that, we will be in full stride, and I don't think there's many teams in the district that can't stop us or the league when we're playing together. Um, obviously, you know, I think us as a team, we're, we're very, you know, iffy sometimes when we come out, we'll go down 20, we'll go on these massive runs. If we can ride our highs and, you know, get the job done, and just perfect our craft these next two games. Um, I'm not saying play perfect because obviously you can't do that for four straight quarters, but, you know, just hone in on a few of the aspects that we really need to work on. I think that it will give us a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence heading in to March. You know, if you stop roller coasters, he'll keep his dark hair and it won't go gray. Yeah. That that really will lead a coach oh, yeah. to gray hairs. But, all right, <laughs> we'll wrap it up with you. Yeah, so um, for me, you know, tomorrow's a revenge game. Um, you know, we uh, we took an L from Watkins at their place. Um, pretty embarrassing loss. Um, you know, it's, it's honestly pretty personal tomorrow. I want to beat those guys and then ride on the bus dead silent, you know, they're having, they're taking L at the end of their season. You know, they're not doing well in playoffs. Um, you know, Zanesville, it's going to be a tough game. It's we've never. It's always a tough game when we go there. Yep. Anything, anything could happen. So these next two games are huge for us. Um, propel us into the playoffs. You know, we get two home games, which is huge for us in the playoffs. So yeah, I'm just looking to get a good win tomorrow. Uh, you're, you're chomping at the bit. I can tell. Tomorrow's going to be a long yep. day before you get to tip off time. Yes, sir. That's it. Guys, appreciate it. Obviously, you can tell there's a strong bond here, and uh, it feels like the confidence is there to, to make some noise in the postseason. Great season so far. Congratulations, and uh, hopefully you can do it in yeah, the postseason. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We'll wrap up this edition of the Looking County Locker Room next. So you're listening here to Ship Brothers Brewing on Kate 98.7. You're listening to the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Ship Brothers Brewing in downtown Newark on Kate 98.7. Up here from Ship Brothers Brewing, again, thanks to our guests from Granville, both the boys and girls high school basketball programs. I wish their coaches and players best of luck for the remainder of the regular season and the postseason as well. This is Brian Mays. Have a great Monday evening, everyone. You've been listening to the Licking County Locker Room, live here on Kate 98.7. This has been the Licking County Locker Room Show on Kate 98.7, featuring a local high school here in Licking County, interviewing their coaches, players, and more. The Licking County Locker Room, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing.